I've kind of got a, I don't know if you listened to the show before, but we are. I listened to a little bit. Okay. I'm trying to get myself familiar with it. Okay. So we're, uh, I mean, it's very laid back. Like it's very much, um, we don't sit there and try to act like we know everything. We try to, the whole format of the show was understanding that nobody wants to listen to us talk, right? They, they <laughs> nobody want, wants to listen to me talk either. Uh, well, I just me, don't shut up yeah. more than us. <laughs> so. And they're off for another Get 270 2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at give270.org. Charitable gaming license ORG 0002703. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or TheBourbonConcierge.com, and you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits, and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. Do you ever pour yourself a bourbon, swirl it around, and then start struggling to come up with tasting notes? And perhaps you're also looking for a good Father's Day gift idea. Well, you can now solve both with a kit from Nose Your Bourbon. And unlike other nosing kits on the market, Nose Your Bourbon kits feature real ingredients for the most authentic aromas. You can smell real Tahitian vanilla bean instead of some synthetic aroma that's just made from chemicals. So head on over to NoseYourBourbon.com and enter code BP10 for 10% off your order. Welcome back to another episode of the Bourbon Pursuit Podcast. I'm Kenny, and I've got my co-host Ryan here with me. So, Ryan, I got a quick question for you. You had an opportunity to pick out a barrel of Four Roses not too long ago. Tell what the listeners what your experience was like. Yes, yeah, so we showed up to the bottling facility, which is in Cox's Creek, uh, separate from the, the distilleries in Lawrenceburg. The bottling where you do the picks is in uh, Cox's Creek, but they rolled out 10 different barrels of each different uh, mash bill. Um, they basically roll them out. They take a thieve and they give you 10 different samples of each barrel. You, you get to taste them all. You select five of your favorites and then 
you select, we were picking three barrels that day. So then we had all five and then we kind of talked as a group of which favorite three were our favorites. So you were actually like real single barrels at that. Point. Oh yeah. You're yeah. straight from the barrel. I think because we, uh, the one we really loved, I guess a lot had lost to evaporation and, or a leak in the barrel. And there were, they said oversampling. There was only, yeah. There's only going to be like 10, 10 or 12 bottles in that barrel. So they weren't going to allow us to pick it. But, uh, <laughs> No, it was a really cool experience, so well, I'd I recommend it. For so, I asked you that because you may or may not have read, and it's kind of recent news, but Maker's Mark is now doing a private barrel program, but maybe you would call it more of a, a private blending program. There's been write-ups by the Whiskey Wash, the Bourbon Review, but there was also a kind of a great great step-by-step along with pictures that was done by Owen Powell. He works at Beverage Warehouse here in Louisville. And I'll go over some of the highlights. So one of the things that they do is at 8.30 a.m., the group is picked up in a limousine in Louisville. They get Panera pastries and bagels on their way. They stop at the Harrison Smith house and picks up some boxed lunches. And then you're actually given a name tag that looks like it was made out of maybe a used uh, old barrel. And then you're taken to the tasting room and you get a fancy notebook and take tasting notes while the process is explained to you. And every batch start, starts as regular Maker's Mark, but then you choose between five different flavoring staves to add to the barrel to create what would be your unique profile. There's baked American Pure 2, seared French Cuvée, Cuvée, maybe I'm saying it wrong. Maker's, fancy. You know, I tell you what, <laughs> Maker's 46, roasted, roasted French Mocha and toasted French Spice. Ooh. I know. So you, sample, yeah, you, so you sample these five different barrels. They f- they're finished in 10 staves from each of these options. And then you start blending them together to find your own unique flavor. He said it's, uh, you know, what Owen said in his own words, he said it's a very intense and lengthy process. He says it's as if makers took pride out of their consistent flavor profile and just threw it out the window, giving you endless options. So after everyone agrees on a particular flavor to use, then you, uh, you actually sign it, you fill it, and you roll it into the rickhouse, and you wait 90 days for it to mature. So it's pretty cool. But it is it, cool because— like Greg Davis talked about, they're all about consistency, and it seems like it's cool that they're going to let you know you kind of build your own flavor profile. Absolutely, and then one of these things that you have to be forewarned about: there's only forty of these private selections, just forty that are going to be happening across the country. And if memory serves me right, the first one that's going to be available is at the Party Source in Northern Kentucky. So you have to look out for that. Be on the lookout. Yeah. So with that, it's a it's a good thing to kind of keep that maker's theme going here. So today we're gonna introduce Brian Gelfo. Brian is what you would call a maker's mark ambassador extraordinaire. So Brian, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So as usual, we kick it off by asking everyone that's gonna be a guest, you know, how did you get into bourbon in the first place? So what's your story? So it's kind of interesting. I, I grew up in South Florida. And for my whole uh, young life, I thought that Jack Daniels was bourbon. I didn't know any better. You know, you went into a bar, ordered bourbon, or ordered Jack Daniels. They gave you the same thing either way. Uh, I moved to Kentucky in 1997, and some of my friends turned me on to Maker's Mark as the, as the first bourbon. Um, and it just took me by surprise how good it was. And I was traditionally a uh, Maker's and Coke drinker until uh, one day a friend of mine, we were bartending, bartending together in Lexington, and he tells me uh, that I'm a wuss if I don't drink it neat. So I drank it neat. And uh, since then, I don't think I've mixed it with anything. Game changer. Um, total game changer. Um, that, over the years, led into different uh, bourbons and things of that nature. Makers is still probably my, my go-to. Always have a bottle opener, decanter full of it. Um, but now I've got several hundred different bourbons in my house and rye whiskeys to, to experiment with. What yeah. was it about Makers that made you, you know, I want to— 
be the extraordinary ambassador? Well, it was kind of interesting. I mean, first off, I really enjoyed the taste. I mean, it was just, it was sweet. You could just drink it all day long, it seemed. Um, but then there was people doing this crazy thing, collecting bottles of alcohol and sticking on shelves and not opening them. <laughs> I thought it was the stupidest thing I'd ever seen in my life. <laughs> and, and now you're one of those people. And now I'm one of those people. <laughs> and, and what happened was my first bottle that I collected was actually several years later when I met my now wife. She had a bottle, one of the Keeneland bottles they had done that had the Kentucky Wildcat on the label years ago. And it was, we, we started dating and she had that bottle and there was another new bottle getting ready to come out the next year. And we started looking at it as like, hey, this is a way for us to make some money because people were buying and selling these bottles for three, four, five times what they were worth. So we hunted down when the new Keeneland bottle came out and wound up getting a case of them, and it just boomed. I started collecting from there, buying, selling, trading, uh, to where now I've got more than 500 different bottles in all sizes from 50 milliliter up to 1.75. Dang. Got me beat. So before we dive into the Ambassador program, you're also quite the avid just Maker's Mark collector. So tell listeners more about just your Maker's collection. Yeah, that's uh, something that's grown pretty pretty uh, rapidly over the years. Um, I was lucky enough to become good friends with several people at Makers, some that aren't there anymore. Uh, initially through Dave Pickerel, who's a former master distiller there. We became friends, got to the point where I was going down to the distillery having lunch with him about once a month. He's the person that actually introduced me to, to Bill Samuels and then later to Rob Samuels, and I developed a friendship with them. Uh, but over the years, I developed friendships with people at Southern Wine and Spirits, Doe Anderson, their advertising company, uh, and just started collecting anything and everything Maker's Mark. So in addition to bottles, I have posters, glassware, bar paraphernalia, you name it, I've got it. Luckily, I have a, a room in my home, a sort of a second living room, and it's about a 400-square-foot Maker's Mark Museum. Wow, what it is. that's yeah. cool. Yeah, so even with that, while we're talking about the Maker's Mark Museum, you also had a lot of that stuff on display here at the Fraser Museum in Louisville, Kentucky. And I think the display is getting ready to come down, but kind of talk about that. Yeah, sadly, the display just came down on Valentine's Day. Um, but uh, Doe Anderson is the advertising company for Makers, and they've worked with them for, oh, I believe it's almost 40 years uh, they've worked with Makers. And uh, they reached out to me and said they were getting ready to celebrate their 100th anniversary and wanted to do a Maker's Mark display as part of the exhibit. And we're just curious if I would be willing to loan them my bottles to put on display because it would be easier to get them from one person as opposed to, you know, getting them from 10, 12, 15 different people. Um, I instantly said yes. I didn't even think about it. I said sure. And uh, they wound up taking approximately 250 bottles and putting oh, wow. them on display wow. at the museum. So talk about what's your most prized Maker's Mark possession. You know, it's interesting. My my most prized possession is probably bottles that Dave Pickerel had custom made for my wedding. We had bottles made, dipped in my wedding colors of silver and red uh, with, a, with a special label on it that has my wedding date on it and the story of how I met my wife and how I proposed to my wife because I actually proposed to her with a Maker's Mark bottle. Oh, nice. Imagine that. <laughs> and those, are, to me, it's a, a bottle I could never get rid of. Of course, I would never sell it. We gave them to the groomsmen and the bridesmaids and to the, some family members. Um, but then, you know, there's other bottles I have that are just extraordinarily valuable. Um, things like the bottle they did for the University of Louisville when they went to the Orange Bowl a few years ago. There's only 72 of them in existence. Um, on the uh, secondary market where, they're, where they get bought and sold now, they're going for in excess of $2,000 wow. for the bottle. For a U of L. For a oh. U of L bottle, yeah. It's pretty tough for a UK grad to have that, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I do. And, and there's others. There's so many over the years. Uh, there's a very special bottle that was done at the uh, George Washington Distillery in Mount Vernon. Um, it's actually a blend. It's not just Maker's Mark. It's a blend of multiple distilleries that they they bottled there. And all the bottles 
uh, of makers were hand bottled and hand dipped in red, white, and blue wax by Dave Pickerel. Uh, and it was actually bottled at, I believe, 107 proof, the first time any, any kind of maker's product was bottled at that proof. Um, but it's a rare, very rare bottle. There's only 50 of those. Oh, wow. So that's another one that goes for big money uh, when, when it gets sold, but mine will never be sold. There you <laughs> go. Like you said, I, I'm about to see this someday. It's a crazy, crazy, crazy collection you have going on there. It's, it is nuts. I mean, everything else they do with the glassware and the posters and, and trinkets and uh, you know, what people refer to as chotskis, you know, things to <laughs> put up on shelves, literally hundreds of items, hundreds of glasses and all kinds of things. It's, it's really kind of nuts. Well, that's a great segue into the real reason why we had you in the show is because we want to talk about the Maker's Mark Ambassadors Program. So for any of our listeners that may not be members yet or have never even heard of it, give them a, a high-level overview of what the program is about. The Maker's Mark Ambassador Program was one of the first in the industry. Um, it's a free program. You can go online and register for it. Of course, you have to be 21 years or older to register for the program. Um, but after you register, you'll receive a welcome packet sh uh, shortly thereafter. And your name goes on a barrel plate, and you actually get a barrel of makers. Now, you don't get it alone. I forget how many it is, but it's probably 40 to 50 names they put on a barrel. That barrel ages roughly six to eight years uh, before it goes into a batch and bottled as makers. And when that happens, uh, you're notified that you can come get bottles from your batch. So the barrel that bared your name on it for those six, seven, eight years, you can go get some some bourbon out of that out of that barrel. So we get our name on a barrel. But what are some of the other benefits, I guess, of actually being an ambassador? Well, they're very good at getting in touch with their ambassadors. They um, they take pride. Makers takes pride in notifying their ambassadors about things that are going on first. They like to let ambassadors know about new bottles that are coming out, events. They do events all around the country, maybe a little more uh, centered in Kentucky, obviously, because of the close ties. They do a lot of work with University of Louisville and, and University of Kentucky, so they do a lot of events around there. Uh, and they'll make them open almost always for free to ambassadors uh, when they do these ambassador events. There are other events, depending on what they are, where they have a fee form and things of that nature, but those are usually a little different. Do they still send uh, pretty cool Christmas gifts? They still send mm -hmm. some some pretty interesting gifts out every year. Some wax coasters? Uh, well, over the years, there's been wax coasters. There's been wax stamps. There's been ice, ice cube spheres, several different bottle scarves and sweaters, uh, cocktail mixers, wrapping paper. They even sent out gift boxes uh, like comedic gift boxes for like fruitcake and things like that that you could, you know, give, put gifts in and give out. So yeah, they've, they do a lot of things. And usually at the events that they have, they're always giving away pins and shirts and glasses and things like that and really keeping people engaged. That's what to say. That's one of the things that you really find that this is kind of a very successful program, right? Because it does keep people really engaged to it. It keeps them really loyal to the brand. It's been one of the, I think, in my opinion, probably one of the most successful yeah, marketing ventures. To this day, not just because it's bourbon, but I mean, in regards of just having something that's iconic, right? The red wax is very iconic. And when you put that red wax on top of something else, you're kind of like, okay, I kind of want that too. And I've got, I need to put this somewhere. I've got to be able to have this to be able to show off. Absolutely. And the, there's marketing genius behind Maker's Mark, and that's really helped them. I mean, other than putting out a good product, the, the marketing genius, the, the creative advertising they've used, the different waxes and specialty bottles and fundraising, um, but they really try to drive that home with the ambassador program and make the ambassadors feel like you're part of the family. Um, and I think a lot of other distilleries and, and companies are trying to copy that. Um, they're not going to, I don't think they're going to be able to hit the same point that Maker's had, but some are trying. But Makers just has it down. They do it better than anybody else. I totally agree. Well, another thing with that, you know, you came in today and you're wearing your Makers Mark <laughs> polo. 
is is when you have and you get some of this swag that Maker sends out. I mean, is it really like a way that you can you can have a con- a connection with somebody when they're also it's like having a fraternity? Some, yeah, almost like a fraternity, if you will. They and it gives you that immediate kind of talking point without the hazing. Well, you know, it really is, <laughs> or maybe it is, or maybe there's hazing. <laughs> it really is when you say it's a fraternity or a family. Over the years, uh, from being an Amer- uh, a Maker's Mark ambassador and being a collector, I have met hundreds, if not thousands of people from around the country and around the world. I've, I've met ambassadors in Australia and Europe and Spain, and it's, it's just been incredible. And it, it really is a, a fraternity-like thing. You can, you can reach out to any of these people. They'll help you find things you can't get. You can help them get things they can't get. Uh, it, it's, just, it's just amazing, and I've developed some very good friendships. Um, in fact, the, uh, the other bourbon organization I'm a part of, uh, the Bourbon Mafia, uh, about half of our members were Maker's Mark collectors and Maker's Mark ambassadors when we formed the group. So give me an example of something that you said you need to be able to get something or somebody else is asking you for something. Like, what, what, Give me an example of what somebody's looking for. Well, prime example is different bottles. You get, you, we have uh, most of the custom bottles with the custom wax or custom labels are, are usually only sold in the U.S. They don't do a lot of things with that type of difference in, in overseas. Um, but the bottles that go overseas are different. We all know they have to put different uh, tax stamps on them sometimes, different writing. Some of the bottles that go to Japan have the can. Japanese characters on them, things of that nature. Uh, so in particular, I uh, got in contact with a gentleman out of Australia who was interested in some of the Keeneland bottles a few years back. And we traded. I sent him some of the Keeneland bottles, and he sent me some of the Australian bottles where the labels are different. They have tax stamps on them. There's different things on the back. So that kind of thing, it's, it really helps out. They also do different promotional materials in the different countries, whether it's glassware, advertisements, things of that nature. And I've traded back and forth with people in other countries on those. If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon. And that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon. The farmers who grow the grain, the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S dot com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point-of-sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify's point-of-sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's point-of-sale Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com slash bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash bourbon. So I, I guess a good question is, is what makes the, the bottles that are 
harder to reach, more valuable to you, right? Because I know a lot of people go crazy for the black wax export from Japan. But what what makes that? Is it just because of the fact that you can't have it? Is, is that why people go crazy over it? Well, it's twofold. One, yeah, the collectors are excited to get it because you can't get it in the United States. You have to get it from overseas somewhere, both the black wax and the gold wax. Um, however, for those who actually drink it, they're delicious products. The black wax and the gold wax are both higher proof than the maker's mark that's sold here in the U.S., and they're incredibly delicious. It's getting a little expensive to buy them now and open them mm-hmm. up and drink them, uh, but I've, I've had several over the years and really enjoyed it. So the other thing I want to kind of touch back on, and you talked about the barrel program. When you get your name slapped on a barrel, it takes, what you say, about six to eight years to six mature? Six to eight years, yeah. So what's the process of when your name finally gets called up, right? And is it something like Willy Wonka and you get your golden <laughs> ticket in the mail? It's funny you say that because most people refer to it as the golden ticket. You do get something in the mail that says your barrel's matured. Uh, it's usually done in the spring. Um, you can get your bottles most of the year round, but they have a big event every spring. Um, used to be uh, just an ambassador weekend, and now they've sort of opened it up and they call it the Handcraft Festival. It's it's an all-day Saturday event where you can buy arts and crafts with bourbon themes to them, stuff made out of bourbon barrels, things of that nature, tours of the distillery, complimentary tastings, food trucks, all this kind of stuff. And you can go and get your bottles done. They, I think they allow you to get two one-liter bottles out of your out of your batch. Um, some people get confused and think it's, it's a single barrel, but it's not. It's, it's out of your batch. Um, and then they do something nice on the on the bottles. They've changed it a couple times over the years where uh, you get your name either printed on the label or you get a, a hang tag that goes on the bottle. Sometimes they've had stamps on tops of the bottles. They do some different things to, to mix it up. I know mine actually matured probably three years ago, and I was just kind of like, eh, I let it. I just let it go. <laughs> Loser. I, I know. I should have. <laughs> I should have, but... <laughs> Do they do they don't do they do the the cash strength where you can get it at cash strength or no, just in the you know the normal? It's just in the normal now. It's it's in the ninety proof. Um, we all know they had their little issue when they tried to go down to eighty four <laughs> proof. Uh, yeah, how did you feel one. about that? Um, actually, I was involved in that before the announcement was made. Okay, um, I got to do some several tastings and comparisons of the eighty four proof to the ninety proof. Um, my personal opinion and my personal opinion only: when they went to eighty four proof, they should have left it there. Uh, they could have they could have uh, made it through the storm of media attention that it got, and and they wouldn't have had some rolling blackouts on certain size bottles. Uh, they had they've had blackouts recently on one seven fives and things of that nature. Um, and the truth be told, the average maker's drinker doesn't drink it neat. Right. They they drink it on the rocks. They drink it with Coke. They drink it with ginger ale. Whatever. Mm-hmm. And I will, I will swear to anyone that 99 out of 100 people who mix it would not be able to tell the difference between the 90 and the 80, 84 proof. Right. Um, straight, I was one of the few that was able to taste it. Uh, I remember sitting in Rob Samuel's office at 10 o'clock on a Monday morning one time tasting 84 proof versus 90 proof with him and Bill. And they were amazed that I was able to pick out the difference in them. But I've also drank quite a bit of their product, <laughs> right. so uh, I knew what to expect. But, but it is pretty cool that they listen, you know, to their customers and met, you know, met their expectations or demands, you know, to put it back. They, they did. It was it was a very interesting time, and um, makers actually thanked me because when the when the storm hit social media, I was one of a few people that was defending them pretty vigorously on those. Uh, chat boards on Facebook and things of that nature, um, because of the relationship I developed with makers over the years, it was like somebody was attacking my family when they were you know, yelling and screaming at makers for ruining a product and, and that kind of thing. 
um, to the point where I was getting hate mail. I was getting phone calls. I was getting all kinds of stuff. I was, I was sending emails over to the folks at Makers showing what people were saying to me. That, that like I had something to do with it just because I was defending them, so it was kind of bizarre. And the damn uh, bourbon mafia. It, it, it took <laughs> it took less than a week, um, and I, I remember it vividly. I was going out to breakfast with my wife, and I got a phone call from Rob Samuels, and he let me know that uh, come Monday morning they were going to reverse the decision and go back to ninety proof and make it uh, a public announcement. And I was just kind of surprised that it took a week of, of backlash um, to to change it, but. Again, they listen to their consumers. They listen to the people that have a passion for it. And they went ahead and, and gave the consumers what they want. And a lot of companies wouldn't do that. Yeah, for sure. Another great question for you, since you seem so in with the Samuels family, kind of give us some idea of what life is like for the Samuels outside of bourbon that, that maybe you have privy to or maybe that, that you're able to kind of just talk to them about on a regular basis. Well, it's interesting. Um, having developed a friendship over the years, uh, I'll say it took a little longer to develop that friendship with Rob. Rob had different aspirations initially. I, I don't think, and, and this is just me, my, my opinion, that he thought he was going to be the, the, the CEO of Makers at any point. He had some different aspirations with previous owners of the company, and he was going to do some things. But I, I'm really glad they brought him back into the fold. Oh, I guess it's been... 13, 12, 13 years ago now, maybe a little less, when they brought him back into the fold and started moving him up in the maker's chain. And he took over for Bill as CEO when Bill retired. Um, but I have had an opportunity to spend some time outside of bourbon events, just sort of one-on-one. -on -one. And it sounds silly. They're just normal people with normal lives. When I'm with Bill or with Rob, we don't, we're not talking about maker's mark. We're not talking about bourbon. Uh, you know, we're talking about Bill going to Florida in the winter and his wife, Nancy, going into Florida. And Rob, we're talking about his kids or the renovations he's doing to his house, that kind of thing. Um, and just really good down-to-earth people. Yeah, I got that too. We interviewed Rob and we were talking about Netflix and making a murder more than we were bourbon. <laughs> so, you know, I love making a murder. And so that, you know, we, we connected on that. Yeah. Yeah. Which was a great show too. Curious to see how that's going to turn out. Right. <laughs> so you also had mentioned events and you've done plenty and been to plenty of events. You've probably even been the the showcase pony at some of these events, right? Where they bring you on stage and like, look at, look at our prize possession over here. So kind of give us an idea of what are some of the most your favorite events that you've been to in the past decade or so? Well, I would say some events they started just in the last few years called the Delectable Distillery. Uh, they do it during Bourbon Festival Week, and it's a fundraiser for an organization called Apron, uh, which I'm not sure if you all are familiar with Apron, but it helps out people in the service industry, whether it's bartenders, waiters, waitresses, restaurant managers, things of that nature, if they come across hard times. There's been bartenders who've had a, ha a house or an apartment burned down, and Apron helps them out and get them back on their feet. Well, Makers does a, an event at the distillery, and it's, a, it's an evening walking tour of the distillery with cocktails and different food from chefs. Uh, restaurants like Corbett's and Ceviche and things of that nature. And you get to walk around. It takes about two hours. Um, and it's just organized perfectly. It's, it's, it's limited um, space. Um, it, is, it is an event that you do have to pay for, but you're making a donation to Apron. They give 100% of the proceeds to Apron every year. That's one of the best events they, they do. Uh, last spring, they did an event where they had the ballet actually perform on Maker's Grounds and had a dinner, and it was a fundraiser for the ballet. 
um, and those kind of things. The um, What used to be the Ambassador Weekend and the Handcraft Festival is a great time. It's a lot of people, and if the weather's not nice, it can be miserable, but they've gotten lucky the last three or four years. They've had gorgeous weather, and you can go and just walk at your own pace around the distillery. It's nothing really guided. You get to see everything in and out. You get to see the bottling line in action. Uh, you get to meet people. We've had groups of people meet up there and do trades of bottles and things there. It's really a lot of fun. So talk more about that weekend because that's something that, at least for ambassadors, that's something that a weekend that they can all look forward to because it's an ambassador's only kind of time at the distillery where they can do their own thing. How many people show up to this? That's a good question. Um, thousands. I would say on some of the bigger ones, there's been an excess of 10,000 people at the distillery, oh, wow. if not more. Uh, but that, that day is not the only part of the weekend. It actually starts earlier in the week. Uh, that always goes around the release of the yearly Keeneland bottle that they do for Keeneland Racetrack over in Lexington. Um, and also the, what's now the Maker's 46 Mile, the race that they run on Friday afternoon uh, at Keeneland. Um, and they offer free tickets or discounted tickets, I can't recall, to Maker's Mark Ambassadors to, so you can sit in a Maker's Mark Ambassador section at the track for the race. I think you get the free tickets. <laughs> I, I have gotten a free ticket here or there. <laughs> Not um, <laughs> They also uh, have a bottle signing in that morning, so it's really an all-day event. I mean, there's been times where I got to the track at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning to wait in line to get my, my bottle signed by whoever it was honoring that year and then stayed at the track all day, went to the races, and then afterwards they used to I have a... No, uh, <laughs> it's, it's amazing how uh, you get that adrenaline and keep going all day. Uh, but in, in years past, they used to have a big sort of street party in Lexington, unfortunately, for some some various reasons and, you know, probably budgetary concerns. The, the street party has been eliminated uh, the last couple of years, but it was really just an all-day Maker's Mark Ambassador blast. I remember the street parties. We were talking about this a little bit before we started recording because this was back when I was Fresh out of college, I think I was just one or two years post-grad. Maybe it was in the senior year because I'm pretty sure I signed up for the ambassador program like my junior year or sophomore year. As soon as I had 21. As soon as I had 21, yeah, I went and signed up. And because in Lexington, they used to have pretty much a whole block party. They would have a tent, a, a massive tent that would cover almost a square block in this massive parking lot. And they would have bands come in. They'd have food. I think pours and makers were only like two or three bucks. And it was something that was just for ambassadors. You had to you had to go online, print out a ticket, and show up. And I loved it because not only did you get to go, and of course, I'm fresh out of college. I wasn't bidding on art. But <laughs> you got to leave at the end of the night with a some sort of tumbler or glass dipped in that iconic wax. And it was really cool to kind of take home. And I still have all those all those bottles from those times still at my house today. I really wish they still did something like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I said, I think there was some financial reasons, you know, probably some legal reasons too, that you got to <laughs> yeah. be careful doing things like that. So they've, they've eliminated the party. Um, but also part of the weekend used to be a special ambassador only bottle that you got on that Saturday down at the distillery. Um, they did, I think it's probably 10 different bottles. I'm, I'm not exactly sure. Uh, with different themes on them. Usually they were uh, around horse racing, but for example, when Bill Samuels retired, they had a retirement bottle one year that you could get. You could go down there and dip them yourself or get them pre-dipped. Uh, and you, you had to be an ambassador to go down there and get them. So that was a very unique experience. Um, they still have an event there now. They've, they've converted it to what they call the uh, the handcraft festival, where they have vendors come in who do all sorts of uh, bourbon-related crafts and things, things made out of barrel staves, uh, not just Maker's Mark. I mean, they open it up to, to all kinds of uh, 
uh, products. Uh, but then they also have food trucks and they have live entertainment and they have uh, samples of, uh, of the bourbon, of course. Uh, they have uh, Kentucky Cooperage there making barrels. You can see how the barrels are made. They make it very interactive and you can just kind of walk at your own pace, check out the whole distillery and, and have a really good time. Cool. So I guess the last question for that is what's the most I guess you'd say something that you've been given or get as an experience or something that's tangible as a Maker's Mark ambassador that you prize the most? Ooh, the gifts that I probably prize the most. Uh, as odd as it is, <laughs> from the ambassador gifts that they send, we mentioned earlier, you know, ice cube trays and sweaters. The little sweaters are just awesome. They make these little bottle sweaters, and they've yeah, done them for cool. yeah, they've done them for the regular makers bottles. They've done them for makers forty six, and they're just a heck of a conversation piece. And and a lot of people have fun with them. I've seen people put them on cats and small animals and things of that nature. And it's just it's just a really fun thing. And when you when you look at what they're doing and sending out however many thousands of these. Uh, for free to people every year, just as a thank you for supporting our product. Our product, I can't think of anybody else that does anything similar. I totally agree. And there's also a lot of stuff that you can buy online at their Maker's Mark online gift shop. I was just browsing it earlier before we started this podcast just to even see what was available, and you can get pretty much well, anything bourbon bar related personalized and stamped with your name, your barrel number, all that sort of stuff. I think I even saw that you can actually order a barrel, an actual barrel with your name and your number on it. Granted, it's not that barrel, but it's an authentic Maker's Mark barrel. Absolutely. They do all kinds of things like that. I have uh, engraved crystal decanters with you know the ambassador logo and, and my name on them and things of that nature. And uh, for a while, they had uh, an artist out of, um, I believe she's in Owensboro, uh, and she was making... Um, ambassador bottles where she was painting the bottles and putting your ambassador number on them. Uh, and those were available for purchase through the website and things of that nature. So they've done a lot of unique things to, to really make ambassadors feel special. They do, they do try to do special things for the ambassadors. Uh, when you go down to the distillery, if you mention your ambassador, uh, if you don't already have one, a lot of times they'll give you a special ambassador pin. So you can have those kinds of things. They really, they really try to take care of the people. It's not just another rewards card where you're just, you know, scanning it. You know. No, it's, it, it's not. Now, Maybe we should talk to them about that, get some, some kind of discount with right. that Ambassador card. They, they haven't really worked that into it yet. I still spend way too much money every time I go to the distillery on a bunch of stuff I probably really don't need, but I just have to have. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Story of our lives. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, talk to my wife about that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again for being on the show today. This was fantastic. This was a, a great kind of insight into the Maker's Mark Ambassador program as well as how you've influenced it, how you've also taken it into another level uh, as well as just being a collector of the program. Well, thank you very much for having me. I One thing I'm always willing to talk about is Maker's Mark and bourbon in general. So if you ever have questions, feel free to reach out. There you go. So if anybody does want to reach out to you and get in contact with you, what's the best way to do it? The best way is probably to reach out to me through the Bourbon Mafia um, my email address is brain, B-R-A-I-N dot Gelfo, G-E-L-F-O, at bourbonmafia.org. Are y'all accepting new members? Uh, our member process is kind of interesting. Um, some call us a little too elitist or a little too exclusive, <laughs> uh, but we're trying to keep our group small. Like I mentioned earlier, it's people in the industry and high-end enthusiasts. Uh, to get in, you have to be nominated by an existing member. Then we actually have an application process, an interview process, and a voting process before we let people in. Hmm. Can it's we like apply? Beca- it's like becoming a doctor, and you got <laughs> to yeah. like you got to defend you got to defend what you're doing, right? I would say you guys could have a good chance at some point in the future. Awesome. We'll just go ahead and put that on our resume while we're at it, right? That's right. <laughs> 
definitely appreciate you coming and spend the time uh, with us talk about the ambassador program. Like you said, Makers has taken it to a whole another level. Like other distillers have tried to do, you know, a type of program to keep their fans engaged, but Makers definitely takes it to that next level and makes you feel truly special. If you like what you hear, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram. You can like us on Facebook. Also, don't forget Twitter. We're everywhere on social media. Follow us because we're always pushing out nice, good content in there. Usually what we're drinking on Friday and Saturday nights. And we were actually talking earlier, even Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> Wednesday Thursday. Thursday. When you have kids, <laughs> lead you to drink. It's, it's, it's constant. Also, if you know of anybody that you would like to have on the show, if they've got an interesting story that involves bourbon, we'd like to interview them. So make sure you get us an email, theduo at bourbonpursuit.com. Yep. And we'll see you next time.